Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. people and she had like the micro bang trend you know the micro bangs that was really micro bangs were really a moment yeah but micro bangs were really a moment she was like one of those people that had them and I was like you look incredible like somehow you're really carrying it off and I was like okay like those look so good on you like whatever and she's like oh really I just like did them myself last night fuck off I was like you are so annoying but also <laughs> like I want to be you My, there was like a moment where like black hair microbaining and red lipstick was like I feel like what every sommelier had like I feel like that was like oh that woman who's wearing all black with a microbaining and red lipstick walking across the restaurant like that that's you're gonna be your sommelier yeah it was kind of like the the equivalent of like the classic like bartender uniform of like a sleeve tattoo and, and the like, like a high beard. top yeah, and like the, the top knot with shaved sides head yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. That was like the female equivalent, a hundred percent. hundred percent. I love that. Absolutely. Um, I'm very excited. I'm okay. The li- I've already told you, but the listeners know I'm going to tie diner after this for the first time. Hugely, hugely excited. And who are you going with? I'm going with my friend Sabrina, who is like, I feel like I probably talked about her on the podcast before because she's like my, she's one of my very close friends that like, we don't hang out like super often, but then like every few months we go like do a dinner. So we do like Shea Matan or we do like Veselka. Like we just like have like a dinner. And so this is our like dinner. I love that. I have friends like that because I, I don't know if I can't actually tell with you because you're, you're a big voice notes person, but I'm a terrible texter. Like I don't really text unless it's like to get a point across or like to like make a plan. So like, kind for, of similar. I'm not like texting to have a convo. Right. Okay. So I'm terrible. But I'm, that. I'm voice noting to have a convo all the time. I don't do that either. Okay, I just respect. like, I just don't do, I like being on the phone or whatever, but like, I'm very like, there's something about texting that really like feels like I, my brain is thinking faster than I can type or whatever. So anyway, I, if it's a friend that I don't see like naturally very often cause they don't live here. Cause we like kind of have different circles of friends then like it's a similar thing. It's like you have like a dinner every month it's, to just the, like I really go over best, everything. Though. Oh, it's amazing. I love having friends that are like completely separate from other friends and you can just like. Yeah. And I have a couple of those friends who it's like, like especially cause of the pandemic, like I'm thinking of my one friend, Emma in particular, who like, I haven't gotten Emma with dinner at dinner with Emma in like probably two years. And I just know like, I'm going to text him and be like, can we get dinner? And like, it's going to be like no time. Like, that it's going to be like such a fun dinner and like no time has passed and I'll just get like all the updates and we'll have so much to catch up on. Yeah. And I think those are like some of the best. Even a phone call like that can be really great. if like you aren't able to access the person, but like I do think like sitting down, getting a cocktail or a glass or like a bottle of wine to share, well getting a bottle of wine to share and just like debriefing on Uh, all the things you miss is the best. I did that. I think last weekend I went up to my friend's new apartment and just brought two bottles of wine and we just like, and then we like ordered Thai delivery and it was like so good. Amazing. That's like the best. Wait, you just had your birthday party. I just had my birthday party and my birthday dinner. They were v- truly wonderful. I'm, I w- went to Bernie's. It was incredible. Um, so good. They were so good to us. Like the food was so 
good. And so nice to go to a place like that where like the food is so intense that you like can't order normal or normally order a lot. Mm-hmm. But being like, we're basically getting the whole menu. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the best. It's so fucking good. I love that. Yeah. And then I went to, so on the, I'm going to burp. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> it was way more intense than I thought it was going to be. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you like ricocheted. <laughs> Oops. That sounded like a sound effect. Sorry. Burp. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it sounded like, yeah, I hit, like on a soundboard. <laughs> no, but so on, on my actual birthday, I had a group of friends. We went to Bernie's and then we went to the Exley and it was so fun. So good. And then on, and then on sa- the Saturday, I had my joint party with Marsha. And before that I went to Colony, which is like maybe my, one of my, it's like top restaurants in Brooklyn for me. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking good. Love that. And then last night I've been touring like some of my, I've been like really in my, like going to my favorite restaurants era. So last night I went to Amatsu Cafe, which is, do you know Amatsu Cafe? Have we mm-hmm. talked about it? It's an Italian restaurant on Graham Avenue in Brooklyn. It's okay. so, the food is so good there. And they have my favorite tiramisu in the city. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. I, I really wish I liked tiramisu, but Wait, I don't. you'd like this tiramisu. Okay. It's I like, actually believe you because I've, I've gotten close to liking it, but there's always This one's like, like, like the, the my friend who I was there with, he was like, this is barely tiramisu. And I was like, it's it almost tastes like cheesecake. Okay, that's what I want it to be. Because it's like creme fraiche. It. It's like, no, you would fuck with this one. It's so good. He was like, it doesn't really taste that much like coffee. I was like, yeah, it's mostly like cheesecake. Like, but yeah, give tiramisu. me like the creamy cheese. No, oh, you would like, that's what I no, want. that's this, this tiramisu is so fucking good. Okay. Amazing. I, I, um, I actually had a good food excursion recently. I went to Wait. Flushing for a, a <gasps> Sunday. Wait, I've been wanting to do this like ever since I moved to New York and I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. I, I had been wanting to do it for a while. And then I have this one friend who like actually plans shit and like actually make stuff happen God like bless that because I'm so not Literally, that person. God bless that she's friend. addicted to TikTok and she, but she's making good use of it because but she flushing had, is blowing up on TikTok yeah. and it always looks so good. You get like noodles and stuff. We got, she hit, she had us hit like all these awesome places. So there was like, we had, you know, dumplings and <sighs> then there were like, um, buns. Like I didn't eat them obviously because oh, they're I'm pork meat. usually, yeah, yeah. but people were obsessing over them. We got so many different types of noodles and then the best bubble tea I've ever had. The place we went to, and now I'm of course forgetting the name, but the boba there is like homemade fresh Ooh. in the front. So you can like see them actually making it. And like when you first take your first sip, the boba is still like warm. Wow. With the cold, it's so good. I would like to try that because I've never, the way that people lose their fucking gourd over boba tea, I've never like fully got, it's like not, I don't like dislike it. It's just not your thing. Which is surprising because you're a beverage girly. I'm a, I mean, that's the thing. If someone was like, here's a free, free boba tea, I would absolutely get it. It's just not yeah. what I normally would drink. Is but, it because there's solids in your liquid and you don't know what to do about but it? But I do. <laughs> the first time I had it, I was like, I guess I kind of get this. Uh-huh. But the thing is, I don't love the milky ones. Oh, that's like the best ones. Right, because I like the fruit ones, and I'm like, this is Kool-Aid. Like, I'm drinking Kool-Aid, but mm-hmm. it's good. Wait, but maybe I do should try another milky one. If you go to Flushing, I'm going to— rem- What flavor do you get? Um, it can. It kind of depends. Like, I, I get the tapioca one sometimes. No, but, not boba, the tea. Oh, the actual tea. Okay, this time I, I got— I didn't even know there were flavors of the boba. Sometimes there are. There's, like, strawberry. At this place, they had a few different ones. Oh, they actually okay. had um, a brown sugar one. I would fuck with that. That had brown sugar— um, 
tapioca bubbles. Yeah, I want that. They were really good. And it was the whole thing was just like a milkshake, essentially. I mean, you know? yeah, that's dessert. It's dessert, but it was so good. Um, and sp- especially like after we had just been like walking around eating all these salty foods, like having like this really like milky, yummy. No, that sounds so good. good. To like wash it all down. But it was like the best day ever. We all went home. We all had to take a nap. <laughs> that sounds so nice. It was great. Where are you going out at night these days? Like, do you have, where are your like spots right now? Oh gosh. I'm like so uncool these days. I'm like, do I have spots anymore? Yeah. Like we just haven't talked. Like, I'm like, what's your nightlife? Like, are you like hitting the club? Are you hitting the bars? Like I'm such a follower. Like it really is like, it depends. Like I feel like there was a while where everybody was obsessed with going to like pony boy, um, which like whatever, I don't know. But I feel like a lot of the places that we used to really love in the East Village has been kind of less, I don't know, you know when when a place just loses its sparkle? Absolutely. I feel like I'm kind of missing my like go-to place now. So you're on the market for the next place. I'm that's on be the like market. Spark, have the sparkle. Yeah, because like now I'm just kind of like I go bop around. I a lot of my friends have recently moved to Brooklyn from Manhattan. Would you ever? Yeah, I mean I'm super not. I'm like kind of just really anti-moving my stuff from one place to another. So if I, I know, can stay where as I someone am, someone who just moved, but actually my move went so well. Yeah, one like it's probably fine. I don't have as much stuff as like it's just like the idea of thinking about like moving all my shit just no, it's seems like a night- it's nightmare. Mania's. But I would. Okay. I have a lot of friends there now, so it's like Yeah. Where in Brooklyn are they moving? Like Williamsburg or what? Um kind of all over. I have one friend in Brooklyn Heights, one in um Well that's Lugs. Yeah. Um which I haven't been to her new place, but I think it's gonna be really nice because they have like she's like doing like a two bedroom, splitting it with three people with like a flex kind of thing. So it's like really like a nice place. Like she can get she can afford it because they're like splitting it. Where is the third person sleeping? It's like one of those flex bedrooms. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Well, this is like a classic New York. Like, I feel like all of the places on Street Easy have this. It's like a room with like a fake wall in between, like a bigger room with like a fake wall that splits it into two rooms, essentially. So it was like a huge bedroom that's now two tiny bedrooms? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Little tiny closet bedrooms. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of places are like that in New York so that you can like call it a three bedroom even though it's not. I feel like I would be down for that if it was a one bedroom. Like if I lived in a one bedroom, I would don't need the bedroom to be big, but I think I would want the bedroom to be a little bit bigger if I have to share the rest of the space with other people. Yeah. My friend whose space it is, it's basically just like an expensive storage unit. I make fun of her because she spends all her nights at her boyfriend's house. Oh, Um, sure. Anyway, so she's there. I have friends in Williamsburg. I have a friend in. So they're really moving all over. Yeah, all over. Born Hill. Okay. Gotcha. So. Different. Diversified over Brooklyn. Yeah, Absolutely. all over Brooklyn now because everybody's getting out of the city, which is fair. I now, the place I lived, <laughs> I like live in the same neighborhood I used to, but I live now, like, it's interesting because I now live closer to, like, a lot of cultural spaces. Like, I live much more closer to, like, bars and places I go, mm-hmm. but I live farther from the subway. Where's your new place again? It's on, well, <laughs> well, no, 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 my what neighborhood is it in? So, I, I live in, I lived in Bed-Stuy. Okay. On, like, the border of Bed-Stuy and Crown Heights. And now I live in Bed-Stuy on the border of Bed-Stuy and Clinton Hill. So okay. I moved like, I moved like up and over. Like I moved oh, so north. Now and you I really moved... are like closer to like all the like restaurants and bars. Yeah. Like it there. used to be like where I, my old place like was not in immediate proximity to like any bar or restaurant that I like went to all the time. 
Do you know what I mean? There yeah. was a bar like one block away, but like I never really went. I went there once. Mm -hmm. I also probably will go there again because again, I live in the same neighborhood. It's a 10 minute walk from my old place. That's so nice. So nice. But now bars I do go to sometimes and one bar that I go to like fairly often are like truly outside my door. So, and that's what I, that's what I've always loved about living in the East village is like, I feel like I've, my place has become like the meeting spot. If, if people are going out in Manhattan, that's nice. That is nice. You know what I mean? Like that, like there's so many bars right near me yeah. and it's easy, but like, like for Marsha and I's birthday party, we threw it at this bar that's like in walking distance to my apartment. And then like the best, the second location where we went to go dancing at the end of the night was like on my way home. And then like when I was done dancing, it was like a four minute walk home. I was like, this is Christmas. Like this is Christmas. I've never, and I've never had that in New York. No. And like, you're also someone that's like not going to ever complain about a long walk. Obviously you like to walk, but I feel like there is something nice. At, at, at if it's night. cold and at night. Yeah. So that was nice. I am enjoying it, but it, it's interesting not being, cause I was on the same block as the subway for a while. So that's interesting. Oh, that's a little tough. I'm, I'm, once you I'm have, definitely going once to Once you're used to that, that, like that is really nice. Yeah. It's a little tough. Cause it's like, you do just have to plan a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like I used to just be like, oh, I'll run out and like worst case scenario, it's six minutes from the subway. But otherwise I'm just like on the subway. And now if it's like, it's a 10 minute walk. And then if it's, I get there and I miss the subway, then it's like 16. I, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so that's, I am, I am struggling with that, but I'm going to get through it. I had that too, because I didn't realize that like on the, on Saturdays, like the G is really unreliable. Um, is that a thing? Well, I had a really unreliable experience. And then I told my, all my friends, and they were like, well, duh, it's a Saturday. So then I assumed oh, that that was a thing, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I had such a terrible thing where like the stop I was supposed to get off on just like was closed. Oh, So then it just good. like took us to the next stop. But it was like one of those things where like the next stop was like way further than we needed to be. And then we got off and we had to take like the M15 back <sighs> the other direction. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm, it was like one of those summerish, like summery days where it was just so hot and we were like, I'm in a bad mood now. That is ass. Wait, I have something to tell you. Guess what I did today? What did you do? I went to the website and bought sweet candy to be delivered <laughs> to my house. Which flavors did you get? I bought the mixed berry belts. Okay. I bought the mixed berry filled straws, which I'm very excited about because they look like the same thing as like a sweet tart rope, which is one of my favorite candies. Okay, I love that. And then I bought a small pack of like their version of like sour sketty. Oh, I like those. I know, I'm really excited to try it. Like this candies really has like a grip on my life. I bought two cartons of it that were in my apartment and I finished the second one today. I have more upstairs if you want some. What I have flavor, what flavor, what flavor? The cherry. You have the cherries. Okay, I don't. I probably have to run straight to Thai Diner from here, but <laughs> that's really good to know. You're like maybe here. some cherry. I'm on not the gonna way lie. Home. Wait, literally, when I got here, like we were talking, and I just like popped my head in the kitchen to be like, "Are there sweets?" And there weren't. But these candies have a <laughs> grip on my life, and apparently they went like there. I saw people talking about them on TikTok because they're they're halal and kosher. But I don't Wait, know. You it, saw them on TikTok. Well, no, I searched them on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where? That's so random." <laughs> no, I, I um, I was like, because I'm like, where? Like, I just want to know the story. I'm like, where did they this? come from? Like, all of a sudden, they're at like my bodegas now. Like, they're. I'm like, are they new? Like, what's going on? I feel like I'm just like seeing them everywhere. They're made in New York. It's a New York company. Okay. I'm like, where? I want to know. Like, I want to get. I want to be the spokesperson. I want to get on the ground level. Am I investing? Like, I don't know, but I'm obsessed with these candies. They're so good. They are really good. Did you buy the cherries for work or because you wanted more of the cherries? 
I got them when we got them together. Oh, when we went like, and bought them. We had so much Halloween candy in the office that I was like switching off between those and like the chocolate Halloween candies. So oh. I still have more left. <laughs> I'm in a big, we have to intro on the episode in a second, but I'm in a big gummy era. Like right now I'm not eating a ton of chocolate. I always keep a Britter Sport in my fridge that I have to like break off. Like that's- What uh, flavor? There's there's a distinct best flavor of Britter Sport. I'm very passionate about this. What is it? The cornflake. Oh, I've never had that one. Oh my God, the cornflake is unreal. And I recently got the milk chocolate almond bar and that's actually really good too. But the cornflake Ritter Sport, I think is just like a, a God tier chocolate bar. What's your favorite? I like anything that has like a gooey center. So like I'll do- Okay, I'm less about gooey, but I'll take gooey. Like you want like a caramel. I'll do caramel or like, I like a chocolate ganache situation, like chocolate have, and chocolate. Oh, have you had the chocolate ganache filled no, I Ritter Sport? Had that one. It's very good. The one I think I, they call it mousse. I think it's like chocolate mousse. The one good. I had that was really disappointing is somebody that I know really likes marzipan. So they got the marzipan one. That one has a really devout following. People really fuck with the marzipan one and it's not. It's not for me. I don't like almond extract flavor. Like there's something about the it's like fake almond My mom's flavor. like that too. Yeah. Do you like it? I like it. Okay. I like the marzipan one. I just, again, the crispity crunchity of the cornflake is so good. <laughs> I get that. I have I have this one chocolate bar. Now I'm forgetting what it's called, but you know those blue, those giant blue bars that have like red font on them? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, whatever. It's a chocolate bar? It's a chocolate bar. They're like, like a Babe Ruth? No, they're like, <laughs> no, no. That's no. white with red font. Okay, hold on. Big chocolate. <laughs> the only blue chocolate bar I can think of is Almond Joy. No, Tony's. You know, cho oh, no, this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I don't know. Tony's is good. I like buying the little Tony's at the checkout. But yeah, my the grocery store has like, um, there's like a pretzel toffee one that's kind of. I mean, like, that sounds phenomenal. It's incredible. Yeah, Tony's is very good. I like a crunchy. Okay, enough about candy. I'm getting so hungry. I'm so excited to go to the dinner and tell you guys about it next week. Um, this episode is so so fun. Um. We really talk about, this is a fun one for like, I don't know, it was so interesting to talk to her about like how her life has changed like over the course of becoming like so TikTok famous, it's wild. Um, really great episode. It was an absolute joy to talk to this guest. Um, you may know her on TikTok as The Jar, but please enjoy me going out with Eli Rallo. I It's like 50-55 in New York and it's nighttime and there's zero wind. Like this, the air is completely still. That's my most, I'm living in a New York movie moment. Yeah, yeah, That's your like Devil Wears Prada. It's Andy very Zach's moment. Exactly, yeah. It's like very rom-com, like, oh, this is perfect New York because you can layer, but you're not actually uncomfortable. If anything were to happen, you could like be outside for hours. You could be indoors for hours. Like, yeah. It that is like truly like world is your oyster. Happy medium, happy medium. All the happy mediums, yeah. But then when it's raining, it's disgusting at that temperature. Oh, I can't. 50 and raining is one of the worst weathers there's available to the human existence. I also was saying this to someone yesterday. I don't remember the last time we've had a week of terrible weather where you wake up and go to bed with like gray, sleeting, rain, like nastiness. People don't really talk about it. But like the thing, the truth of the matter is the weather of summer 2020 or was it summer 2021? The summer, maybe it was, it was summer 2021. Like our first like 
we're back. Yeah, it's happening. Last summer. That summer, the weather was wretched. We, it was the horrible. Whole, the whole summer. And everyone was like, I'm having the best summer of my life. And I was like, it is absolutely disgusting out and has consistently been disgusting this entire month. You like, know what? These three months. Maybe that's also why like the Hamptons and Fire Island and all of those places saw like a crazy boom and influx of people this year because last year they couldn't do it because the weather was shitty every Yeah, weekend. I think that was part. Of, I think that might, that's actually a really good theory. Are you a Hamptons person? I like like the Hamptons. You're, are you from Long Island? Did I'm I from Jersey. You're from Jersey. But okay. my parents love to like take a little boat day to Fire Island. So they love Fire Island. Um, so I was there a bunch this summer. And like I'll go to the Hamptons in Montauk, but it's not like really my scene. I don't love like a CNB scene vibe. I like more like chill. Gotcha. Which town on Fire Island is the town your family goes to? The one, the first one, the one, okay, the first one is a terrible way to put it. The one right where the dock is with like Flynn's. The oh, bar okay. Flynn's. I don't even know what it's yeah. called. Is it called Ocean Grove or something? It Ocean might Hill? be. Something. I've gone, because obviously as a gay man, I'm yeah. more, more, much more familiar with like the Pines and Cherry yeah. Grove, but then I have a friend group that actually does, and I almost don't want to say this on the podcast because I don't want other people to start doing this, <laughs> but we go to one of the straight towns on Fire Island in September, the first week that's considered like off season, and it's like dirt cheap. It's still really nice, and there's like, like no gorge. one around, and we just like have a house to ourselves and like a really quiet beach, and it's like gorge. Yeah, last time I went there, we brought my brother, who's also a gay man, and everyone was DMing me like, you guys are in the wrong place. Like, you need, <laughs> like you're not in the gay place. Like, he wants the gay place. Like, you guys are like in the straight area of Fire Island. <laughs> it's so funny because people, whenever I told people I've gone to straight, they're like, wait, I'm like, you, you, need, you have to understand, as a gay man, I can go to the straight place. Like, I'm allowed to go. <laughs> I'm allowed to go there, <laughs> and I actually can enjoy a space that's not exclusively queer. Maybe not yeah. as much, but like, I have the ability to do both. Yeah, you were like, I can be sort of like ambidextrous <laughs> in <Yeah>. that way. <laughs> so you are from Jersey. Did you grow up, are you from a part of Jersey where you're growing up coming to the city a lot? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Monmouth County, which is like 45 yeah. minutes in a car. There's also a boat, which is like a very chic way to get back and forth. Obsessed with taking a boat anywhere, yeah. It's a ferry. Um, a lot of people take it actually in the summer to go to the beach because I grew up on the beach. So it's yeah. like, you can take it for a day trip and then there's a train, whatever. So I definitely came in a lot, especially because I was like a drama club kid and Absolutely. like seeing Broadway and doing that stuff when I was young was like the thing to do to come in. Totally. And then did you go to college here? No, I went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. I, for musical theater? Not you, for musical okay. theater, for playwriting and producing a little creative writing too but I originally was like I'm gonna go and do MT stuff and then I woke up one day when I was in high school and I was like you're not gonna be on Broadway bitch like you can't <laughs> you're just like not that good it was like a moment of self-awareness that I'm proud of to this day where I was just like I don't think that like singing acting dancing is like for you like you can have fun doing it but like you're not gonna make it that shows a level of like self-awareness and maturity that I think a lot of people don't have yes to be like it's not like there's a difference between like giving up on your dreams and changing your dreams to what you actually think makes sense. Yes, because like, the thing was like I was a really talented writer and I was good at like positions of like responsibility and I was like I deeply love theater but it isn't even so much performing it that I love because it's so hard for me. Like it was so challenging. I really had to like push myself to even be able to like do certain roles. So I was like it doesn't come that natural like it's not my gift but I could like be in theatrical spaces and use my gifts. And that was what I ended up doing. I love that. And so then you moved to New York, like what, like two years ago when you graduated? Yeah. So I moved actually to go to Columbia University Journalism School to get my master's. Oh shit. So I like was a pandemic baby in terms of college graduation. So it was right. 2020. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't want to do theater anymore because I had interned on Broadway and just didn't love it. And I wanted to write. So I was like, I guess I'll be a journalist. That makes sense. I'd been writing yeah. for like school paper. So I went to Columbia and then all social media stuff happened and I sort of like 
have not used that degree in the You got it though. Life. I got it, yeah. Nice. And but you are you're writing a book now. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I everybody's like I guess it's not a journalist. She went to Columbia, like she got this degree and she doesn't use it. I'm like, this is audio journalism, baby. Like (laughs) podcasting. And in a way, TikTok is broadcast journalism of the twenty first century. Oh my God. I say that all the time. That's so real. Did you what was the because I've watched so many of you you're actually one of those people where I went to I was like, Do you know how you think you follow someone but you realize that the algorithm follows them for you? Yes. Like I was like, Oh, I don't actually follow you. But I see your videos literally all the time because I've because ne- you forget like also it's like I follow people that they never show me it's yes. actually crazy I I never follow like I'll go up to people and be like I'm such a fan and it's like I don't follow them because like I naturally see on the algorithm and I just never thought to it 100%. wasn't even like I didn't want to I just like never thought like, well I've had like that thing that. where I've talked to someone about how much I love their videos and then I've realized I don't follow them and I'm like oh fuck they probably it's think so I'm a awkward. fake yeah. bitch and I'm like it's just that I genuinely don't have to follow yeah. them I'm showing your shit constantly and TikTok is like a special beast with the for you page. It's actually scary. Wait, so, okay, this leads to my question, which was what was, like, the initial, because I feel like you kind of have a a lot of different sort of things you do on your page. Like, what was the initial thing that you were kind of doing that brought you to making videos? So it was really random (laughs) um, as, like, as it is. I think a lot of us, like, TikTok, creators, like Mm -hmm. people that are predominantly on TikTok, we were like born of the pandemic, like random virality. I was not trying to go viral. In 2020, in the spring, when I was quarantined at home, I was like screwing around with this like jar of trail mix that my parents used to let us (laughs) fill up when I was a kid. And my brothers were like, for old time's sake, let's like fill it up. And like, it's basically just like a big clear jar that you get at like a home goods and then you just put different things in it and it like layers really nicely and so I meant to put the video on friends only so that like my close friends from childhood would be like nostalgia like cute and I accidentally posted it on public where like anybody can see and it went so viral and then the next day people were like what the hell is this and the video was like is it was it like guess how many things are in the jar or like it was literally just us pouring the stuff in (laughs) like it was just this like aesthetic moment but then people the next day what went really viral asked what it was so many times they're like I'm so confused of this concept like what is this gracing my FYP so I made a video explaining it but I made it like super creative and theatrical and I was like talking and making jokes and like telling the story and that video went crazy viral wow and so I think that was what kind of started me out of people being like I really like this girl's personality like who is this person totally I want to know more about her so then I slowly kind of pivoted away from that, though we still do it sometimes. And my username is still the jar. Yeah. But I pivoted away when I moved to the city because it was um, like May 2020 that we went viral with that. And then I like moved in August. So, yeah. Okay. So you uh, you're the second person that's kind of of this interesting situation. The other person was when I interviewed Talia. Oh, yeah. Which is you guys both moved to New York right as this like huge moment of exposure and notoriety was like growing. Yeah. So like, it's very, I'm I'm assuming, I don't want to speak for you, but like, it's very entrenched with your experience of New York is becoming a public figure like simultaneously. Oh yeah, for sure. What has that been like in terms of like moving to new city and needing to make friends and going out and socializing when like you're also be have like what make a million, like over a million followers. Like you have a lot of followers. Yeah. So I think like for me, what was so weird is like, I never imagined like any of those moments of my like life, like, Mm -hmm. you know, graduating college and then like going to grad school and like moving to New York city. I never imagined those moments to be like adjacent to like virality on the internet. Like, I don't know why I would. So I think, yeah, it's not like a normal connection to me. And I had like 
hardly 200,000 on TikTok when I moved to New York City, but that was enough for like everybody in my class at Columbia because there was only like a hundred of us to know that I was a TikTok famous, quote unquote. And especially at the time in 2020, there weren't that many people that were viral on TikTok in New York City with those numbers. Like nowadays we have a lot of people in New York. I know back then it was kind of, because I was like probably in a similar, we're talking like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was like in a similar boat and it was kind of crazy that it was just like- like different. Yeah, it was very different than it is now. Yeah, but In a way I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, no, in a way I didn't like as well. And I think for me, like I, I had never experienced like that, that thing that celebrities say, like, and I'm not calling myself celebrity by any like meaning of that term, you but you know what I mean? What like, saying. you know, when celebrities are always like, I have to decide if people want to be my friend because they actually want to be my friend or do they want to be my friend because I have like social media following and I can get them free stuff and I get cool reservations and I go cool places. So I think for me, there was a little bit of that um, at first. And I really tried to like separate it and like approach people as though they didn't know. And yeah. if they wanted to end up saying like, oh, actually, like I follow you or whatever, or if it slowly came up, then that would be fine. Um, so I think at first it was definitely weird because I was like, I don't know how to handle this. And then when I go out with my friends, especially when they were newer friends, because now, of course, they're like an established group of people that I love right. dearly. It's like my New York City group is my friends from grad school. But before that, I would go out with them and like people would recognize me on the street and I would be like embarrassed almost because I'm like, I don't want these people to think that I think of myself in a certain way or like, totally. I think I deserve this and I don't want them to feel weird about hanging out with me. Like I just want people to like me for me and not like because people approach me on the street or like, because I have a social media totally. following. And I think like the craziest part about like the social aspect is like you in a very quick way, find out who like the real people that you want to surround yourself with are. And also like a lot of people from my past came back up to like, really to like be shady half of them, but then the other half, like to be genuinely congratulatory. And like, I was able to like make relationships with people that I wouldn't have otherwise because they like saw my video or something resonated with them or they like, Oh no way. Watch me speak about something. So that's been a really interesting aspect of like my social life too, is that like, there are a lot of people, I'm sure there are a lot of people I would never have like reignited a friendship with had there right, not been social right. media in the same way that if I had not done social media, I probably would be surrounded by totally different people as well. That's so, so interesting. So are yeah. you someone like, cause is Michigan a party school? Yeah. It's big time. It's a big time party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, were you kind of a part, a part of that? Yeah. So like, <laughs> in, in college, I was a crazy girl. I think like, I definitely go through phases of like going out and like my whole like relationship with like partying and alcohol, I feel like has been really interesting. Cause in college I was like crazy because like everybody <laughs> is kind of, yeah. and it's like Saturday morning, you're waking up at 6am to tailgate and like yeah, the Greek life. Yeah, that's like the football, cause it's football, right? Yeah. Like my call, I went to a party school, but we don't have a football team. Okay. So I went to UVM. Okay, sweet. And so that culture of like the, the football, like day drinking is one thing that we kind of missed. And, yeah. that, and I think maybe for the better, like, no, <laughs> it's, it's a blessing and a curse because like, it is like feral. The energy is like feral in a good way and a bad way. Yeah. I think like part of it is like Michigan can't really have night games. Like there's like, a, cause it's too cold. No, oh, yeah. because too many people get blacked out in the hospitals. I like, couldn't handle it. They oh would say, yes. So like, and they're like dead ass. Like there are like slots. There's like the noon games, the three 30 and then the seven. And like, we had to like prove that we deserved a seven and they put like one or two a season now, but like we don't get a lot of those nighttime games. That's because people will start drinking at nine in the morning and just like go even through. for a seven o'clock game. Even for a seven o'clock game, it, like the energy is so insane. That is fucked. No, it's I, fucked. 
<laughs> I guess it's interesting to me because I'm like, I associate, I associate, obviously football tailgating like that feels to me it feels like a very heterosexual like straight yeah like, republican culture <laughs> yeah no no I but definitely. then also but then also michigan has like one of the most renowned it, it's like one of the biggest musical theater schools yeah, in the country it's like right? she's number one are they are those like are those people siloed away from this world or are they also no, like tailgating like, it's funny they love it okay like, especially <laughs> mts at michigan like they love to put on like a flirty little like slutty little tailgate outfit and they have their like senior theater houses and they love to go crazy and tailgate and I just think it's part of the thing like theater people are like we love the drama but we're also fun and those days are fun yeah it's just so that funny. is so it's I guess I always assume that they would like I, cause I think of the most strict musical theater people being like, I can't drink alcohol. It dries up my vocal cords, like being very yeah. fat, but I guess like, there's like definitely a funny thing about Michigan. Like when you talk about all the MT programs that are like big, people associate partying with Michigan and also like big leads. So like everybody has like these like gorgeous effortless voices and are like stunning that musical theater majors and they're all fun and like a good time. <sighs> yeah. And you would go to like a Michigan over a Carnegie Mellon because Carnegie Mellon's like cutthroat and they don't have yeah, that like feral energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I used to talk to like back in my bartending days, like they, a, I knew a couple people who had, or I had met a couple people like over the time who had the gigs at like the couple like really kind of like exclusive late night midtown spots yeah, where like yeah. the those people who are now on Broadway would go. Yeah, and he was like, it was a he was like. It, I would bartend until like six in the morning no, with rage. these MEC people are doing six shows and or eight shows a week, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, and they're ripping it. Like yeah. he's like, there's a Coke dealer at the bar. It was crazy. Yeah. No, and it's, it's just crazy. like not what I picture when I picture. I, I also I have like very I have a few friends that are on Broadway, but like yeah. I'm not I'm the musical theater world is like not my world. So like my imagination of it is purely that, like imagination, yeah. and it's like wrong. I think <laughs> that there's like two sides to it. Cause like if you're playing Alphaba or like Evan Hansen on Broadway, like you're on vocal rest, you're not going out. But like the ensemble members of those shows that are like in their twenties and like hot and like just and making what like three grand a week yeah and like effortlessly talented like they go out like yeah. they have a good time like theater people know how to party and I feel like people go to those Broadway shows and they do not know that those people were like out last night partying but they definitely are you're like why does this whole show smell like tequila <laughs> yeah, everyone's sweating out tequila <laughs> on the stage <laughs> that is crazy so do you how do you like to go out in the city now yeah so I definitely had like an interesting relationship with this because I moved here when like we couldn't go anywhere right totally and like and where in the city do you live if you don't mind me asking I'm in the East Village okay gorgeous. so but when I first got here I was in the Upper West Side which was like fine because I was close to school and yeah. like going out back then when when it was 2020 and like going into 2021 Were early your classes in person, some of them, but it was like a really weird thing where it was like, we had pod of like eight people oh. and we would have all of our classes with those same eight people. So it was like quarantined together essentially. Psycho. So if like one person got COVID then yeah. Okay. And like we would get in trouble for like when they found out that we were like breaking pod and like hanging out with other people. And so back Ew. then, Oh my God. Yeah. Literally the idea of a grad school where they can't, they control who you hang no, out they with. They were literally like, being, I, yeah. I guess it was like so such an uncharted time that they didn't know how else to handle it. And they yeah. wanted us to be in person because it was only an eight month program. But back then it oh, was shit. like house parties. And like, I was literally reverting to like high guys I used to hook up in, with in high school who were like having a house Halloween party because we couldn't <laughs> go anywhere. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to go slumming with like this guy oh I hooked God. up with when I was a junior in high school. That is so dark. <laughs> no, it was dark. It was dark. And so that was like, like, you know, it's bad when you're not even looking at Instagram, you're scrolling through your contacts being like, who are these people? Yeah, 
like, all right, like, let me just see who I can hit up tonight. Yeah, Josh um, Tinder. Yeah, dead ass. It's like, okay, hinge, hinge, hinge. And so back then it was like a lot of like house partying. And then when like Floodgate sort of opened, I did a lot of like the young 20s East Village, like Niagara, Kindergards type bars. Um, a lot of that energy for a while. And that was around the time that I like met my boyfriend, got into a relationship. And then I think there was like a COVID resurgence. Like my whole time here has been like, book ended by all of the weird things where like people yeah. would stop going out. Like I remember maybe last New Year's Eve, there was like Delta no, and it was Omicron. Omicron and I was supposed to host like a huge New Year's Eve party and it was this whole thing and it had to be canceled and like thousands of people had bought tickets. Like things kind of oh, like, like it was like a, like a, this like wasn't a like your event. apartment. This is like an event. Yeah. Okay, like okay. a ticketed event. And like we had to cancel it because of the Omicron. Like nobody was trying to go anywhere. Yeah. So I feel like I have been bookended by so much of that, but now I have a membership at Dumbo House, so I go there often. I love it. I love Brooklyn. Um, and I do a lot of, like, a lot of the events that come my way end up being, like, fun going out vibes where, like, it's, like, a concert, like, I don't know, like, random Lizzo concert that I went to with, like, Steve Madden last week, and, like, people will want to go out from there. So it's kind of just, like, these days, like, whatever is coming my way, I'm really, like, very open to it. I had a period of time where I was, like, didn't like going out as much, but I feel like I'm getting back into the socializing vibe again. Gotcha. So it sounds like it's pretty informed by like kind of the PR events you're getting invited to and stuff. Like yeah. that's a big part of it. Yeah. And going home in Jersey over the summer, a lot of going out on the shore. So oh, down sure. the shore, there's a lot of places to go out. There's like Parker House and Donovan's and everybody knows DJs that's from around the area. So Yeah. Um, and you went, you grew up going down to the shore? I, the shore? Yeah, I grew up going down the shore because it's like five minutes from my parents' house. Oh, so, so you, you grew up on the shore. Yeah. yeah, I grew up on the shore. You can literally Uber, but then like going home, um, my brother's like had turned 21 and it's kind of like a weird high school reunion vibe where like you go to these bars and like you know everybody, but it's like funny because nobody cares about like the shit that happened in high school anymore. Like everyone's kind of grown up. But it also can be like, trigger warning everyone from high school is going to be at that bar down the shore yeah because you're you're a fair bit younger than me and i went through that phase because like we uh, i feel like this is a big thing in like most hometowns is like the night before new um thanksgiving so that's like the big, big thing yeah and that's like pretty big where i'm from in vermont and so i used to do it like there was like a handful of years where i like did it every year and it was yeah. like, honestly very fun and something so i'm 29 and and yeah. something so acutely happened this year where i went to i went we went out on New Year's, or not on New Year's Eve, the night before Thanksgiving. It was like me, my sister and her friends, and her, my sister's a couple years younger than me. And we, I walked into the bar and I looked around and then I realized what grade, I was like, okay, I'm 29, <laughs> which means the people, the young, the 21, and the bar looked very young. I was like, the yeah. 21 year olds who are in this bar were in the fourth grade when I graduated high school. Yeah, no, it is so scary. So I actually am leaving right now. Yeah, you're like, I'm done. I was like, I'm actually done. Like, if I saw another high school person here, it's like, like my mom, because like the thing is, my mom moved like right near downtown where I'm from. So like, yeah. I could just walk to these bars, whereas yeah. like everyone else has to drive. It's like Vermont's drinking and drive. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So I like walked in. I was like, oh. You're, this is. Anyone else like in their 30s coming to this, like would be really sad. I shouldn't, yeah. I'm actually leaving I'm immediately. Exiting. Like, and I exited and I was I'm like, exiting. that chapter of my life has now closed. Like, yeah. It's interesting because last Thanksgiving I was at my boyfriend's like hometown and he's from Texas. So like I was down there. I don't know anyone down there, but of course, like with my following, like wherever I go, like girls will come up to me and it's always like hard to decide. Like I don't want to be like the feral girl that people are like, oh my God, she was blacked out drunk at this thing yeah. that I saw. It's hard, but I still want to have fun. But like, I feel like I always have to be aware because 
I'm a very aloof person. So like, I just like look for the best in everyone. I'm just walking down the road and my friends will always be like, those people that just walk by, were literally talking about you. How did you not tell? Like people will come by me and not say hi too. So I feel like it's a little tough because like you just never know. And I never want to be like sloppy anymore, yeah. but I still want to have a good time. And like, I love to dance, but I can't dance. Like, but I just like want to be a freak. Like, <laughs> am I allowed to do that? Yeah. I mean, I would hope at some point it kind of turns a corner where like, if like, God forbid you were like dancing and looking silly but having a good time and someone took a video of it, the comments on the video would be like, why did you take this fucking video? Yeah, like why video? did you care? I think it's really weird when people do that. I see that all the time on TikTok. Like, number one, people taking videos of strangers, but number two, people like taking videos of like creators or like whatever, like without their consent. Even just celebrities. I, I celebrities, do just think yeah. it's weird. I think it's weird to like take a video of like, like it's different like, like, I feel like it happens with Adele a lot, like, when Adele goes out. And yeah. I And I, like, just love Adele and want the best for her in her life. Yeah. But it's, like, it's one thing, like, if she, like, there was, like, she went up on stage on a drag show and, like, pole dance with this drag queen. Yeah. Videotape it. She's videotape literally it. on she stage. She wants it to be but, videotaped. But, like, if she's sitting at a table, like, trying to have some drinks with her friends. Like, don't. Don't videotape her. Like, why are like, you videotaping her, be, her? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think it's, like, a weird, people just want to, like, make everything a moment to, like, commodify and I think it's a very it's strange crazy these days yeah I just phones have made it I think that it's a specific phenomenon that's really crazy like if you think about it if we had had it with like like if you if, think about it if you were doing it with a camcorder like how crazy would people think if you were like <laughs> yeah if you were like oh you're in the bar like let me just get out my camcorder like, and record who, who this could chew? yeah it's bizarre but you have to just sort of release it like that's it's happened in, I, I am not nearly as followed as you and like I don't like post as much but like there was a period when I was like posting more there was like a couple times where I was out and my boyfriend was like that person's taking photos of you and it's like I just have to like not care about like you yeah, can't control you can't like, control it you can't say anything because then that's like a whole situation yeah. so you just have to kind of like release it but it's yeah. like I'm also non-conversational I can't imagine so. if that's happening to you all the time I actually can't imagine what that feels like because I would yeah. lose my mind I think the thing is like I don't have the experience knock on wood of anyone ever videotaping me that I know of but like I do have the experience of knowing that people saw me and didn't say anything I get a lot of DMs like I passed you when you were out to dinner tonight I passed you on the yeah, street I, I saw that. you yeah, were yeah, there yeah. and I prefer much prefer someone to just come up to me but it does give me anxiety when I'm going out and drinking because because like other people that go out and drink don't have to think about that shit. And I used to not have to think about that shit. So it's like, obviously I'm so grateful for what I have, but it does make the like going out aspect, especially in New York, a little bit like different. Yeah. And I can't really imagine because like your part, like the 22, 23, 24 year old, like East Village going out scene is such a thing right now. Oh, yeah. And that is not what was happening when I was 22, 23, 24 in New York. Yeah. I don't feel as much like it was just a different situation. Different vibes. Yeah, it was definitely different vibes. Like, it was more like Murray Hill. Okay, and it yeah. was more like siloed over there. And, like, I, I didn't go out there as much. But yeah. it's, like, I feel like the, there, there's just this current, like, I think it's, like, a post-pandemic thing. I don't yeah. really know. But it's, like, it just feels like right now, like, there are these, like, spots to be, like, see and be seen. And I think TikTok is such a part of it in this way. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm still kind of, like, processing how TikTok has changed like New York City nightlife because it it's happening like so intensely. Like I was walking, I was doing, I was on a stand-up show in the East Village last night and I was walking from the train and like there was like, I had to like go off the sidewalk and into the street and around like to get around like four different groups of like model-esque Gen Zers doing photo shoots in front of Lucienne. Yeah. And like that is such a product of like the past it's four months of TikTok. Yeah. And it's like really interesting to like look at your phone and see this and then go out into your life in this city that you live in and see how it's affecting things. And I'm not like complaining. I, I'm yeah. not like mad I had to walk into the street, but I was like, just this thing where I was like, oh, like 
in like four months, Lucienne has now become a place where you have like you go to be seen. Like Lucienne has always been like a cool vibe, but, but you now you go there it's, to be seen. Now you go there to be seen and take photos in front of it and yeah. like do the whole moment. Yeah, and it's like very like it's interesting because it's like it used to be the kind of place to, like. It, you, I feel like the term like going somewhere to be seen yeah. used to mean actually to go there and be seen by other people and it was a little more of a subtle move of like I'm trying to like build up a reputation in this community now like these places are like I'm going to go and get the shot yeah and like do to post the, it and to post it and like and post the videos and post the videos about where I went, like yeah. where I went this weekend and all of that. I was literally at um, Lafayette, which is the restaurant that's like directly across the street from Acme yeah. on like a Saturday night. And like our reservation got pushed. It was like 9 p.m. And we were like on the street side of it, just watching the people like fighting for their life to get in. But they were to, all. Oh, to Acme. To get in I was like, to Acme. Lafayette. Yeah, you were like, wow. <laughs> no, like wow. to Acme. But they were all exactly what you said, like dressed in that very like Gen Z model-esque Bella Hadid vibe where it's like, I'm trying to go in there to get the content that I was here, which is so different than it used to be. There was never like an, I'm going out to get content. Yeah. It's very interesting because it's like, I don't know what, it, I don't know what it heightens to. Like, yeah. I think it feels like we might be at critical mass with it where I'm yeah. like, if it's like, we've completely flipped over to going out is about content now. Yeah. In a way that is like, like really wild. Like it's like it's the wild. number one goal. It's like it and things continue to heighten. It's like, what is next? Like, do yeah. we move into like, cause I often think it's like, oftentimes I feel like the way trends work, right. Is like, it's like something gets so cool that then like the coolest people start to do the opposite and then the opposite things. Right. Work. So then I'm like, what does it become? Like, I always think about this. I'm like, are we ever going to get the moment where it becomes like, will not having a phone be cool? Like, is that there a is world so where if it ever happens, like if it's, if the cool girls start showing up being like, I didn't bring my phone tonight. And that like, it's so interesting, interesting because I think, I think about this a lot. Cause I'm like the, the number one barrier to it happening. And this is like, I'm, this is not a critique of it. It's like a fact is safety, right? Safety, like yeah. if you want to like, especially as a woman, like if you go out, like not bring you your, phone, your phone, it's like, yeah. Cuckoo, cuckoo, like yeah, no, it's a nutty. Grant, and it's like funny. Cause it's like women went out without their phones in the nineties all the time. Yeah. But if you have the phone, take the phone, you, you know what I phone, mean? Yeah. But it's like, I want, like, is there a moment where like, I, what I could see happening is like, like, and I don't even, I don't even know if this is like te technologically possible, but if like, I could see a moment where it comes up bringing, going back to like phones that literally just text and call. Oh, like a, like, like a literal, like a, well, like, a, like a Nokia brick. Yeah. No dead ass. Like no, there's this like, whole I Y2K thing that's happening. This like resurgence of Y2K, this obsession with the nineties <sighs> from people that weren't even alive during that time. And I feel like the idea of having like a Verizon flip phone or like a Motorola razor is like sexy to people. Yeah. I see a world where it's like, you do that clubs and bars start getting photographers so that if you'll be seen yes. there, cause that's also how it used to be is like, if yeah. you went out and like, that's still how it is kind of at comedy shows is like, there'll be a photographer there and like yeah. they are taking the shots and it's kind of how like you see who is there. Yeah. But it's like, I wonder if there's a world where that happens because it just feels like right now we're so nightclubs and like, especially like the ones that are really popular among like people your age, like yeah. are an extension of content farming. Yeah. No, it, it really is. It's like a hype house. It's like a hype house. It's like a hype house. And it almost makes it like hard to even go there. Cause if you're just trying to dance, which is like what I like to do if I'm going to go out, it's all about like. It needs to be good music. I want to be dancing. Like, that's why I really liked a Niagara before it became, like, what it is. Like, Wait, can you actually walk me through that? Because I don't know what Niagara is Okay, now. so Niagara. I, like, I know what Niagara was, like, 10 years ago. But yeah. So Niagara, like, when it opened back up, was just, like, the place you would go to have the most fun dancing. Like, the dancing was just so elite. It was, like, I don't know. Everybody was dancing. The DJ was, like, 
banger after banger, like finger on the pulse, just always knew like what to play. And I think people started to figure out like the drinks were low key good. Like you wouldn't think that like Niagara would have a good Aperol spritz, but like they did. And it was just like fun as hell. Like yeah. I would always go there was like a go-to. And then I think people started to talk about it more on TikTok. And obviously Niagara's always existed, but it was like the line was never awful. It was like in that- oh, I'm sorry, a line for Niagara. No, it's like- really crazy. For context, like for context, like Niagara was just like- a divey pseudo club. Yeah. When I, like back when I would go out in the East Village, like in like 2015, like, like it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I'm, it wasn't shitty, but it was not like, a, I, as far as I know, it was not as, I, I have never seen a line there. That okay. Yeah. Be, yeah. Okay. It was in my intern days too. Like it was like what you're doing. It's like, yeah. right. It was like, it was not like, it was like, a, it, it was kind of like, oh yeah, like let's go to Niagara, I guess. There's like a seat there. Like you would go there because there are like seats available oh, and yeah, the drinks no. are fine. It was never like, I I don't think I'd ever in my life gone out to be like, I'll meet you at Niagara. Okay, yeah. So like you're like fighting through the crowd. Like it, it became cool. that. Good but, for them. Yeah. And then it like started to hit like intern New York City TikTok and then the interns infiltrated. So I didn't go there at all over the summer. Like I had gone there a bunch like last year when also when I was like more new to the city and I was like 22 and like now I'm 24. So obviously not a huge change, but like 22 it makes more sense if there's like some interns around that are like <laughs> 21. It's like whatever. They're 20. Yeah. But like now like to be 24 and then and there's, there would be a lot of interns there. I feel like it kind of switched and people were doing like the Acme thing, kind regards, like all of those bars down there. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I don't know, like Niagara though <coughs> was like the vibe for a hot minute for me at least when they opened up again after COVID because the music was so good and the dancing was so good and it didn't feel like it was like, a, oh, we're taking photos in front of Lucian yeah. and we need to look gorgeous and stunning and everything of the sort. It was kind of like, you can just like, it doesn't need to be like, you know, the box like so exclusive. Totally. What are your spots for that now? It's a good question. Like I really like Dumbo house because of, Oh right. You mentioned that. I really like it because of the lack of like the phone thing. Like people aren't like, right. Cause it's, do, is it like Soho where you're not allowed to take, you're pictures? not really allowed to take pictures. Like you could take a picture of the skyline or like a picture of your food or like a picture of yourself that isn't like with other people in the background, but like they kind of try to make it a little private. And I like that vibe. Like it's a little bit better and they do have great music in the summer. They have like a DJ that goes outside that I really like. I mean, I love the box, but like that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And to get like friends there is always interesting to see like who would want to go there and like they they were closed for a really long time and then I went there for Halloween last year nice. right when they reopened and that was really fun nice how long have you been going to Dumbo House um I've been a member for like four months now and in the summer it was just really great like I just loved I it was such I like first went there because my agents brought me there for like dinner my literary agents like when we got the book deal and I was like oh, I'm literally becoming a member here because it is like everything of the sort for me like the music's good people were dancing I was there on a Saturday night and people were dancing the food is great the drinks are great the views are great and can you bring your other friends yeah so I can bring two people at once so like it's not amazing but then if like you make a friend that also has a membership then they can bring two people and then okay now you're six people yeah so my boyfriend and I will go there a lot I just think it's like I don't know it feels a little bit more mature to me also I've never been to Soho House and Dumbo House is the only one I'm just like a one-stop shopping is it the same company like are they owned by the same yeah, people yeah so like got it's it, all it, owned it. and then you could do like a I don't know what they call it but you can do a membership where you can go to any of them or you can do a membership where you can just Go, go to, to one. one. And so I'm currently only just at the one. I feel like maybe if I moved or something or if like I was traveling a lot, maybe I would want to do the one where I could go in LA or like go in London. Interesting. Something like that. But I really like it. Like it's, it's so good. I don't know. People have their things to say about it, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a complicated thing. I've only, I've never been a member to any of them. I've been to a handful of them yeah. over the years. Like I've been to the 
because like Soho House here has a stand-up show. So I've been on that. And then oh, you have no to go way. to Soho House for that. And I've gone to like the one in LA. And then I went to this like other one in London that's not owned by Soho House. I think it's called like Groucho House. But it's like an alternative yeah. Soho House. And it's like I get – I have mixed feelings about it. Because one, I get the – especially if you are like a celebrity. Yeah. I get the impetus to be like a place where people aren't allowed to take pictures. That, yeah. That like uh, on the one hand, like that makes a huge difference. Yeah. I do, like, for me, there's an energy about walking into a place and, and having to, like, prove yeah. who you are that yeah. is not my flavor. I agree personally. with that 100%. Personally. Like, because you can sense the energy of when you walk in, especially as someone who's not a member there. So, like, I have to kind of explain that I am allowed to be there. Yeah. Like, they no, don't recognize that. you. So their energy is sort of, like, prepared to, like, tell you how you can't come in. And yeah. I like, don't love that vibe. I hate that. So... I think that is like a little bit of a turnoff for me. And I think obviously like with anything that's like exclusive and has like a barrier to entry, you get into like larger conversations, right? Oh about no, like, absolutely. And so I think it's like an interesting thing, but I also do see, I don't like totally write it off because I see the benefits and I have yeah. had fun when I have gone. Yeah. I think the reason I was drawn to Dumbo House is also because I saw a little less of that because that's also totally not my vibe at all. Like when you yeah. go to like a Montauk and you're at Surf Lodge and you feel like you're having to prove that you're allowed to sit at a table outside, like cause it's so exclusive like you just feel so small and what I like about it is that it felt it feels a little just bit more chill Dumbo House and like people are relaxed and like open to chatting which is like was the point in the first place right um but I also feel like in the same vein I'm kind of getting more into like I like a place where you can go and like have some drinks but it's social and the music is good like people love to make fun of like the Garrett East and the Garrett West but I feel like they're like decently like popular like there's always people there yeah. there's always a good vibe like the drinks are okay I really like um, Cell Rose which is like on Bowery I don't know exact area of the city that it would be like district oh, into I'm, it's on Bowery yeah it's on Bowery about. but she's adorable and I, it's the best people watching the music is like loud enough that you kind of feel like you're out like you don't don't really feel like you're like yeah. you know like at just like a dinner restaurant and yeah. like the people watching is great the people are vibes vibey like the drinks are really good and you could sit there for like hours with your friends and just like have a good time totally. I kind of like that vibe these days because I feel like it's more I don't know toned down and less like the content farm situation. 100%. I think it's hard because it's like the places that it, you have to, those places that exist, the, the the sweet spot between being like really nice drinks or a really nice vibe, but are very kind of like siloed to like you and your people you're sitting with. Like yeah. if you want that thing of maybe like talking to someone else or meeting yeah. someone like that, finding the place that has that element before you get into full shoulder to shoulder. And you can't hear people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's too loud. And you can't hear people. Like that's like <laughs> someone said like, <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier that was like, the way to ruin anyone's night over 27 is to show them a, a DJ is starting to set their booth up. And I was like, that is so real. <laughs> like, if I'm having a fun night at a bar and then the DJ starts to set up, I'm like, fuck, like, it's about to get so loud. It's about to get loud. so loud in here, yeah. Yeah, I do hate when you can't hear the yeah. talking because of the DJ. Like, in a small bar, yeah. we don't ever need a DJ. No, we don't need a DJ. We don't. In just a, a good playlist. In a large bar. Yeah, in a, just... Spotify can be your DJ. Spotify can be like, please just put on Renaissance. Like, nobody <laughs> needs anything else. Like, no, it's so it's so surreal. So, what do you like to drink when you go out? It's a good question. So, I'm a big tequila girl. Respect. Always have been. Always will be. Um, I do spicy skinny margaritas like all the time. I'm a bit of a snob about them. Like, I'm very like. I know where, like, my favorite ones are, like, where I'm, like, okay, I love the spicy skinny mark there, like, I'm going. I also am, like, a glass of Prosecco, glass of champagne girly, but if I'm, like, at a bar, like, gonna go out and, like, drink, I either do, like, tequila shots, like, just shots of Cosmigos, or I'll do, like, tequila soda, splash of pineapple. 
Oh my God, that's my friend's drink. We really? call it a tiki pie so. Wait, what's your drink of choice? Now I need to know. <laughs> gin and soda. Gin and soda. Okay, my boyfriend's a gin guy too. Yeah, I'm, because I would, I, I can kind of drink anything because I worked with it all for so yeah. long, but like I do kind of just like default to a gin and soda. Yeah. And I prefer a, a large one with, like I'll do a single gin and soda in a pint glass, so it's extra okay, soda-y. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like voluminous beverages. I like to have a lot of liquid because I yeah. drink quickly. Yeah, oh, um, so do I. Which is why I would I do enjoy beer for that purpose. Yeah. But I feel like shit if I drink beer all night. Yeah. So large watery drinks, if I'm out, yeah. is really my joy. Am I allowed to bounce the question back to you and ask where we you like to go? Literally, in the city? ask me all questions you want. Where do you like to go out in the city? Like, where's your spot? So. Um, I mean, like the listeners will know I'm a big fan of like Exley was my bar for a really long okay. time and I still go there pretty often. It's like, it's, it gets really packed now. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it changed so much because of the pandemic and that's not me being like, I don't like it anymore. It's just like a little bit of a different vibe yeah. and you can't like, you used to be able to show up there anytime on a Friday or Saturday and like grab a seat and hang out and that's yeah. like deeply not the case anymore, but it's still fun. Yeah. Um, I love it. Like I'm often now more about the restaurant than the bar. Yeah. So like I'll have a night out. Like I'm loving like a long restaurant into like maybe a drink or two after. That's exactly my vibe. So like loving to go to like Hearts in my neighborhood and then go to like Doris after or okay, go to yeah. Bernie's in Greenpoint and then go to Exley after or yeah. going to like, you know, like different spots like that. I've started, um, I, for this month, have been doing a couple shifts at this restaurant I used to hang out at, or like it's the sister at Ruffian. Do you know Ruffian? It's yeah. on six. So I used to work at the, their sister Kindred, oh, and yeah. I just like this month am helping out and like doing a couple shifts here and there, like yeah. for funsies. Um, and it's like so nice to be back because I haven't worked in restaurants for a year, and I just was like, oh yeah, I'll do like two nights a week for a couple weeks. And, and when it's, just it's like, like in your blood, it's in your blood. I grew up in restaurants. It's so. just like really fun, honestly. Yeah. And it's nice to come back and not have it be this thing that I'm like, Oh, I'm back. Like, when am I going to get out of restaurants? I'm like, I'm just here for the month and I'm like yeah, I'm running around driving. and like, it's my friends and it's like cool. But it means, it means I've been in the East Village a lot more recently, which yeah. is fun. And like, there are a lot of spots like in the East Village that I really like that I hadn't been to in a long time. Like, I love Club Coming. I've been doing like shows there. Love Club I Coming. I love, um, I really love like Tile Bar. And honestly, I, I like the gay, like I ran, I'm starting to like Boiler Room a lot, which is like yeah. a gay bar on 4th that I haven't been to in a minute. That's actually kind of like, I'm the bartenders there are just like these sweet old gay men and I adore oh, them. I love that. Um, so yeah, I've been vibing with the Easy Village a little bit more lately. It is so different than it was pre-pandemic. Like, yeah. like that neighborhood is the one I feel the most change in. Damn. For sure. Do you feel the same way, Katie? Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. like, there's like a profound change there. And I'm not like, I'm not really someone who's like mad at change because you yeah. like, there's no point. It's, it, it, it is it's, what it it's is. It's changed. I yeah. can't change anything about it. But it is just like interesting to be there and be like, wow, this does feel so different. different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love like, I, I think my favorite area to go out in is like, Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Like okay. I love like there's this drag on to call that's just like really great restaurants and bars and they're all just like really low key and nice and pretty yeah. and you can still bop around, but it's not like they're all just like really nice vibes. So yeah. I think that's kind of, and I like to be, I, I hate a long commute home at the end of the night. Like oh, yeah, I really I like struggle with that. I yeah. really struggle with that. Even a car ride. I'm just like, I don't, when I want to go home, I want to be like home. Yeah. So being in, in central to like, like mid Brooklyn is really thriving for yeah. me. Yeah, I used to um, go a lot to the meatpacking. Like 
I used to do a lot of like standard. That was always like my fave. Yeah. And then the, it's just a terrible commute. It's just like shitty commute. Yeah. Like, and it's expensive if you don't want to do the subway late at night or you're by yourself and you're like, hey, I'm going to Uber. It's expensive to get all the way across town. Um, but I yeah. do love a night with the standard. Did you, when you were in high school, were you guys like sneaking to the city to go out? Was that part of your journey? So like, yes and no. It was actually kind of funny. Like the, I remember the day that like the kid who got us our fake IDs, like gave him, <laughs> gave them to us are like, what was your, wait, can I, what was your fake ID journey? I love talking. Okay. People- yeah, no, you need to know. It's actually really good. Like I was smart about it. So my first one was horrible, like truly awful, but it got me into like the bars where freshmen were going yeah. in Michigan. And how did you procure it? Um, somebody like got them from China. Like when it's I was ID in chief. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what it was. And like the day that he gave them to us, we were going like the AP art history and like AP English class had like extra budget and they were taking us to like the Whitney museum. But when we got here, like they took us on a bus and we'd all just just like procured our fake IDs. And when we got here, they were like, you guys don't really have to go to the Whitney Museum. Just like get back to the bus at like 2 p.m. We really don't give a shit what you do. <laughs> so we all went and got drunk. Iconic. I, we were like in like Chelsea Market. Oh my God, like, that's, like, that's the beginning of a story where like, this would be like, had anything gone wrong, it would have been like national news. Like oh. school lets children lose. Oh, yeah. And then we all went <laughs> oh, home so on the bus. Chelsea Market. Like yeah, the worst why place were we in, in Chelsea fucking Market? Oh my God, people, I, it's so funny because I look back on when people used to visit me in like one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life was like my first like three or four years in New York when I was like dead, dead, dead broke. But people were like, you live in New York now, I would want to come visit. And I'd be like, cool, welcome to New York. I have no money to spend on you. Yes, and like, like what, what do we do? To do? Took every single person I know to Chelsea Market. I was like, this is an amazing tunnel we have underground with mediocre restaurants. Yeah, it's cold like, and dark. Here we are. Like, yeah. something that, it's literally like, the worst place in I hate Chelsea Market. It's so fucking no, much. Actually, the fun. bathrooms are cute if you need to poop. I will tell you it's that. Like a if good you're bathroom, around there, if you yeah. need to poop. Um, um, so we went there. Yeah, no, literally fuck that place. Like 16 year olds getting it's drunk. So 16 year olds getting drunk. So we went there and then I went to college with that ID and it was awful. Like I would get denied at doors. It was just not a good ID. It was good for like, oh, the neighborhood Mexican place will serve me a margarita. And like, that was the extent. And I could like buy liquor at like a liquor store. Then the next year I was in a sorority for like a year at Michigan. And the best part was the girl that was my big, her best friend looked just enough like me that if I bought her real license, I would never get denied. Like she had like shoulder length, like brown hair in the same color, green eyes was the same height. And from a photo, no bouncer would ever have been able to tell that that wasn't me. Like it, she really looked like me. So I bought her license off of her and she like went and got a new one. And so we just like couldn't go anywhere together, but not that it really mattered. Like who cared? Like I, she was like the friend of my big. And it was so funny because eventually my best friend turned 21 and she's from Arizona and Arizona licenses. They have, don't expire for like 50 years. Yes. So it says expiration date 2080, like it's dead ass. It's crazy. And bouncers in Michigan think they're fake because they've never seen that before because no, there's not that many this people. This happened to me when I would card this. I, I remember the first time I carded someone in Burlington and they gave me an Arizona, Arizona ID and I was like, are you that? joking? They were like, no, it's in Arizona is insane. And I was yeah. like, okay, sure. And I would literally get in with the fake, the girl's license, like no problem. And she would have to bring her passport. She would get turned away at the door when she was legal wow. because they would be like, this isn't real. And she would be fighting with bouncers. Like in Arizona, licenses don't expire for like 50 years. It's weird. And so <sighs> it worked out really well for me, that license. And I, I was baby. So like I didn't turn 21 until the summer going into senior year of college. So yeah, everybody was, was 21 before me. I was similar to that. Which was annoying. Yeah, but. my birthday was in November. So I didn't oh turn 21 God. until November. So of yeah, you're really baby. I was baby baby. Yeah. The fake ID journey is always a good one though. It was funny. Yeah, I think it's like a little humbling. It's just so stupid. Like, yeah. it is funny though because like I, it's funny. I've gone on this journey where I like, I, 
it's like the, when I was, I was like, we should lower the drink. And we, I do think we should lower the drinking age. Like yeah. I do think we should lower the drinking age. I think it's insane that you can like sign up to go to war and you're not allowed to have a beer. Yeah. However, the older I get, the more I look at an 18 year old and I'm like, no, don't let them drink. They're so no. little. Yeah, like, they're so little. Like, I'm just like every, like teens are, all teens are so young that I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, I actually, and then you see how like destructive and bad alcohol is. Like also yeah. there's that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe it's like we just, instead of like making the drinking angel, we just like everyone drink a little less, but like yeah. it's never going to happen. It's hard to like police that. Yeah. I saw this TikTok the other day that was this woman saying that alcohol is going to be for the next generation what cigarettes are for us so it's like a fun thing like to do thing. when you're drunk but people think it's gross overall and like it'll be it'll be cr the way like that we think it's like crazy how much our parents like just smoked yeah they all think it's crazy how much we just drank yeah and I was like I wonder if that's true well I'm definitely seeing because I had like a period of like I, so I used to drink way more than I do now. And I would say like, I'm a, I've been trying to find a word for it. I would say like, I'm a social drinker, but I used to be like a glass of wine at the end of the day type of person. Like I just loved wine. And if I went out, I could have six drinks and like not even get drunk. I had a high tolerance. And now I'm like three drinks. Like I'll be drunk if I drink three drinks. And like, I just changed my relationship with alcohol. So for a while I like wasn't drinking and I was like calling it like a sober curiosity. I was like, I'm trying to figure out how this makes me feel. And a lot of people on TikTok reacted to that because they were doing the same thing. Yeah. People People younger than me and around my age and I just realized like okay I'm comfortable like not labeling it like I'm just like a social drinker where like I'm going out to dinner with my friends tonight I'm gonna have a few drinks but like if we then went out dancing I maybe would take one tequila shot but I don't feel the need to like be exorbitantly intoxicated right so I think like I actually totally see that because the younger generation I feel like is drinking less yeah I think they definitely are. And I'm seeing what I'm obsessed with non-alcoholic options. I yeah, love a mocktail because I love, I, I don't necessarily, I do drink often. Yeah. I don't necessarily love drinking alcohol, but I love drinking beverages. You just love a beverage. I love, I literally love beverages. Like the yeah. fact that I was running late today and couldn't get a coffee and a seltzer before this is I'm in hell right now. Yeah, like, you're like, I'm feeling horrible. I want, I want a beverage so bad. Like yeah. I just want a beverage at literally all times. Like I yeah. love beverages and I love like fun, interesting beverages. So yeah. it's like now like there's like, there's like non-alcoholic Negronis and non-alcoholic beers. And yeah. I, I'm like, I think we need to normalize. Not that like, I don't think there's any people that would like judge, but like I'm loving getting a non-alcoholic beer out. I'm loving oh, yeah. getting a non-alcoholic non cocktail out. Oh, it's like, fun. From what I've heard, they've yet to make a not gross non-alcoholic wine. Like, right, they're all kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. They'll I trust science. Like we we got We're the vaccine. We'll get it a good non-alcoholic wine. I just love like drinking something interesting and fun. And sometimes it's alcoholic and sometimes it's not. And I think the more non-alcoholic options, like the better. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the kin euphorics thing? No. Okay, I don't know what model, like someone's gonna need to fact check me, but like a model, Bella Hadid. Okay, so it's like her company. And it's these canned like mocktails, but they have shit in them that makes you feel like a buzz. It makes you feel <laughs> like, like CBD? I do not know what's in. I think it might be CBD. And yeah. people have been reviewing them on TikTok and they drink one and they're like, I am like feeling like fun and flirty right now. Like it is, I really want to do a taste test of it. What are they called? Kin Euphorics. K-I-N. K-I-N Euphorics. Like euphoric. Is it like a tall skinny can? It's like a tall skinny can. I think I've seen these in the store. It looks like an Onda seltzer. Like it looks like um Shane Mitchell's like seltzer brand. Okay. Tequila seltzer. Uh, but they're like, I don't know what's in them, but everybody's- Adaptogens. Okay. Okay. That's everybody safe, says it gives like it gives you like a buzz, but they can't tell if it's like placebo or not. But I'm like, I kinda wanna try it. I wanna try that. I yeah. wanna try that. That sounds that's, fun. I'm very interested in that. I just, again, I want to try 
every beverage. Every There's beverage no ever, yeah. beverage I would say, no. I'm dead serious. There's yeah. no, be- I've never seen a beverage where I'm like, don't, I don't want to try you it. You can't have it, yeah. And I like all beverages. Like, the court, do you fuck with Court Street Grocer? Do I, you know about this? No, what is it? Okay. Are you about to teach me something? It's just like an incredible sandwich place in New York. There's okay. one in Williamsburg. There's one in, in the, the original one is on Court Street in Carroll Gardens okay. in Brooklyn. There's one in Williamsburg. There's one, I think, in the West Village. You have okay. to go. It's like one of my favorite sandwich places. Okay. But they make their own celery soda. Sounds, sounds gross. Good. It sounds good. It's so fuck. Katie, do you fuck with the celery soda? I've never been there either. Yeah, okay. Oh my God, I want to try the celery soda at Court Street Grocer is like a nectar of the gods to me. It Stop, is so I want it. good. I would kill, as I'm dying for a beverage right now, I would kill, kill for one. For, for, I would kill for one. Yeah. I also, I'm having, I'm currently having a soda renaissance. Like a I'm Diet Coke a, or a are you diet, not a Diet Coke gal? Oh, I'm a Diet Coke gal. I was raised on Diet yeah. Coke. My mom loved, my mom loved a Diet Coke growing up, but yeah. I literally like all soda. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper fucks so hard and people don't want to talk about it. I'm like, I think it's on I'm the done. I think it's on the come up. I think it's on the come up. It's I always so good. Say this, it's the best one. All I'm going to do in heaven is drink Dr. Pepper and smoke cigarettes. Like, Literally, that's, that's me in heaven. <laughs> I love Dr. Pepper so much. It's also, so good. And like this one's like hack at this point. Like everyone says it. Sprite, incredible beverage. Sprite is an incredible beverage. Sprite, it's an incredible chaser yeah. too. And I will say, okay, so are you a movie theater person? Oh I yes. Lo- okay. Icy, so a blue icy. Okay. Oh. I'm a blue icy stan. So I'm a red icy, but I respect yeah. blue culture. But yeah, I, you respect blue culture. I, I love, well, synthetic cherry to me is like one of that, like a cherry. Yeah. Soda, it's so good. Wine. Have you, do you ever been to the south and had cheer wine? No. It's a cherry soda. It's incredible. But blue icy, incredible. But what I was going to say is, I'm a big read. I love the Regal theaters in New York, like yeah. the Regal Essex. Yeah. Incredible movie so theater. Good. The only, th- only thing, and then there's so obviously the greatest war in the world, AMC versus Regal, number yeah. one. And I'm, I'm team Regal, except they don't have the machine. AMC has the, the design the your own flavored oh, Coke products machine. So fun. It oh is so fun. Oh my God. I'm literally master chef at that thing. No, I yeah. am like concocting shit. I yeah. love those so much. Oh, that is like one of my favorite things in the world. Like oh, for yeah. them to create. And we don't talk about it enough. Like people talked about it for like 20 minutes in 2010 when they came out with them or whenever the fuck that was. And people just sleep on it and just, they just go up to it and they don't act like it's a delicacy. I'm like, this is a wonder <sighs> of the world. It's literally so good to mix. Like you can take, I want it so bad right now. Like you can make, you can put any flavor in a Sprite. You it's can also, so good. you can do a Coke or a Diet Coke and do half cherry, half regular. So it's like slightly cherry. Or cherry vanilla. You can do like, you can mix so many different flavors. You can mix so many. Oh, they have like vanilla Dr. Pepper. Like I mean, it's, it's so incredible. fucking good. There used to be like 10 or 15 years ago, there was a moment where Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper was doing like fun flavors. Like there was berries and cream Dr. Pepper. Yeah, where are they? How about that? I would love to bring all those back. Yeah. Sprite Remix. Oh, so good. <laughs> and anybody Blue Pepsi. Like, do you remember Blue Pepsi? I do remember Blue Pepsi. Blue Pepsi was really good. Anybody who doesn't like like a McDonald's Sprite, no. I think needs to get checked out. Like it's so, it's an amazing You taste. know the conspiracy theory that like McDonald's has a contract with Coke that they make all of the sodas for McDonald's like a little sweeter. Really? So it's like a little bit better. So it's just like I, a little tiny bit better. Cause like a McDonald's Diet Coke is the best Diet Coke that you could ever have, I think. Yeah, well people have, see like that's actually, I think there's like different kind of people. Cause my mom is very strictly a canned Diet Coke person. Okay, so she's like. Cause she's, for her the draw is the bubbles and okay. cans have the best bubbles. Yeah, the bottle Diet Coke is not good. I wouldn't even go for that, I don't think. <sighs> yeah, I would prefer, the short glass bottle is nice. Yeah, no, that one's gorge. Um, yeah, but, but like fount- a classic I'm water. fountain all the way. Fountain all the way. I want fountain always. The best part about a movie other than the movie and sometimes better than the movie is like oh the snacks a the, giant a giant soda the, the, the 
big ass one that's like literally like, oh, yeah, like yeah. it's so monstrosity. Like that's my vibe. I love it. Oh, I've never wanted a beverage more in my life than I do right now. <laughs> okay. On that note, the way we like to end episodes here okay. is based on the conversation we've had now, we've gotten to know each other. If you and I were to have a night out in New York together, what would we do? Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I kind of want to, I kind of want to go to like a dinner. Okay. Maybe like a nice, we're going like upper west, upper east. But I think we need to do like a karaoke moment, like a Marie's Crisis. Have you ever been to Marie's Crisis? Of course I've been to Marie's Crisis. Okay, so I think we need to have like a blacked out Marie's <laughs> Crisis. So, okay, can I make can I make some pitches on yeah, it? Yeah, no, 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 amend. My lack of musical theater knowledge usually leaves me in the dust in Marie's Crisis. Okay, like, so do you have another like- Have you done Planet Rose? Heard of it. Okay, so I think we do something. I'm into, I I had initial resistance to the idea of Uptown, but there's a lot of Uptown. I never go Uptown, and there are restaurants up there I haven't tried. So yeah. actually, I'm down. To, I'm into this. Yeah. We try an Uptown restaurant, and then I think maybe we do a bar in the West Village, and then we move over. Yes. Because then we're on both of our way home. Yeah, yeah, Because we're yeah. moving to the East Village in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planet Rose is on Avenue A, B, one of the two. I'm so down. On like 13th. So then we do that. And that one, the songs all know more. Okay. So then it fits because I feel like I can go for any kind of music. I'm not picky and I don't want to put you in like a musical theater the issue crisis the for lack of a better phrase. Here's the thing about Marie's Crisis for me is like Marie's Crisis is an amazing institution. I hope it literally outlives the apocalypse. Like God bless it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're there and like everyone is connecting to this song and like someone is singing, it feels like you're at church. Like it gets that level of like it's actually cacophony. it's holy. And I'm not a part of it because I don't know the song and I feel like I'm ruining the vibe. Like, yeah, I'm like, you're I like shouldn't I'm a vibe ruiner. I'm I like I'm like I don't know the words to this like this like cut song from Sweeney Todd that was only done in like one production in Shut 1992. It's so would be. It's so <laughs> like, would be like that's a like song. And like literally, and they like change the key, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know this, and I don't want to ruin the vibe because like I should have not come here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my thing with Marie's, but I like nothing but respect. What would be your go to karaoke song? My go to karaoke song is Paper Bag by um, Fiona Apple. Okay, see, I respect that. I yeah. respect the shit it's, out of that. It's really in my vocal range. Yeah. So um, it and it's just not feels too long. good. Yeah. Yeah. Just feels good. I love. Yeah. That what's for yours? You. God, that's so hard. I feel like it would depend on exactly the mood that I'm in at that moment. Like, am oh, I drunk or am I trying to like, am I like a before he cheats Carrie Underwood where I'm like black on the floor? Like I, I really can't recover. Like, and it's, it <laughs> needs to be like kind of a mess or am I like going to serve and like, I want to get up there and like really say, and what's that? God, that's hard. I feel like, Hmm. I feel like then I might go for like a Celine Dion moment and just make it like I respect the hell kind out of, of it. A, I think I would make it kind of like a, a, a moment, piece. yeah, a statement piece for sure, or even like a duet. I think I could go for a duet. Uh, okay, I like I like watching a duet because then there's a little bit of a play. Okay, yeah. perfect. So we'll get drunk enough that I will do a duet with you. Okay, yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. No, I'm this loving has it. Been so fun. Thank you so much for doing. Thank the show. you for having me. Can't wait to go out and do karaoke with perfect. you. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seesai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. 